0: This conference will now be recorded. Praise God. So delighted to have you with us today. Thanks for tuning in, calling in, listening in, however you're receiving this. God is good all the time and all the time. God is good. Hallelujah. We have been ministering from this topic. Your expectation is your destination. And we wanted to continue with that this week. Just want to take time to break it down so that these principles can be applied effectively and so that you'll be able to experience triumph in every area of your life. Hallelujah. I'm not going to repeat everything that was ministered last week. You just have to go back and get last week's message. Praise God. And you can email the ministry for it. If it's not on the website, just email the ministry. We'll be sure to have it distributed. But we've started out from Proverbs 23, 18. And the word of God says, for surely there is an end and thine expectation shall not be cut off. So that was the starting point. And we established that there is an end, a place where you wind up, a destination for every expectation. And there, are, as I mentioned last time, there are principles, in the word of god there are spiritual principles that are just as effective just as true just as reliable as the type of natural principles that we that we know and live by you know the fact that you're seated in a chair you know it, it is is utilizing the operation of gravity you know there's a principle of gravity you know, if I throw a pen, this pen up, it comes right back down because of a principle that is an operation, that is the gravitational pull, right? And it's going to work whenever you work it, praise God. It, it's going to be an operation, whether you like it or not, whether you believe it or not, doesn't matter. It just is. And so it is with the spiritual principles. In fact, we know that the spiritual preceded the material, right? Because the Bible tells us in what is it? It is Hebrews chapter 11, verse three, where the Bible says, by faith, we know that the worlds were framed by the word of God. Right. We know that God framed the world by his words. And we know John four twenty four tells us that God is a spirit. So it was out of the spirit realm that the material realm came. We know Genesis 1, 1 in the beginning. God created the heaven and the earth, and we know in Genesis 1, 3, and God said, let there be light, and there was light, so we had matter, things that came into the material existence that emanated from the realm of the spirit, for God is a spirit, hallelujah, so the spirit preceded the natural, the spiritual preceded the natural realm, praise God, and so the there are just as there are natural rules and principles that govern how we live here so also there are spiritual rules and principles that govern how we live and how how successful we'll be and one of those principles as we began last week is that there is a destination for every expectation whatever you are expecting whatever whatever you are you are believing for whatever you are you are expecting. You become attached to that thing. That word expectation in the Hebrew is the word tikvah, T-I-Q-V-A-H, which means an attachment or a cord. So whatever you expect, you get attached to it. You're tethered to it. And so it's just like, you know, you're tethered to it. So you're going to be pulling towards it and it's going to be pulling towards you. You will reach the end. You will reach the destination Of that expectation. So if you're expecting things to go badly, that's what's going to show up in your life, right? And we also establish, oh, if you're, if you're expecting things to go well, that's what's going to show up in your life. There, surely there is an end and your expectation shall not be cut off. Praise God. So, and if you don't change the expectation, then you're going to reach that destination so if it's not very good you know if if you think that you're that poverty is is in your future that that's that's all there is for for your life is poverty more of the same um terrible things you know bad news for your children sickness disease poverty if you think that that's what's in your future if that's what you're expecting that's where you're going to end up and it doesn't matter how many times you ask different prayer warriors to pray for you the bible says look at it again proverbs 23 18 it says surely without without controversy assuredly there is an end for every expectation there's an end there's a destination And your expectation shall not be cut off. That means you're going to reach it. That's it. So, and it says thine expectation. It's not, it's so personal that that lets you know that other people cannot decide your future for you. It says your expectation shall not be cut off. So it doesn't matter what your pastor may think, may want for you. It is your expectation that shall not be cut off others expect better of you but what is your expectation it is your expectation that shall not be cut off you will reach the destination of your expectation i don't care how many prayer warriors you have on the line the uh, i'm telling you because you can be in a place as a matter of fact the bible speaks of this in jeremiah 17 you can be so um out of sync with the, the the right thinking, and you could be embracing things that God never intended for you to embrace. And so, even if the prayer warriors pray and good comes, something good shows up. The Bible says that it's possible, uh, according to Jeremiah 17:6, it is possible for for you not to see when good comes. the 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 person. I'll start at verse five, Jeremiah seventeen five. It says, "Thus says the Lord." So this isn't Janice speaking. "Thus says the Lord, curses the man that trusts in man." You know, if you if you can't believe beyond what you see, and all you can put your faith in and your trust in is what somebody else can do for you, or or what this person says or does, or what other people think about you. If you're all wrapped up in what man can do for you? You only trust in man. If you trust in man, and and you make flesh your arm, you, you cannot believe for God to actually move on your behalf. You 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 trust in the arm of flesh. That's not a good place to be. If that's where your expectation is, that is that is not where that's a, not a good place to be. And there's an end to that expectation. And even if you have all the prayer warriors praying for you, if what you're expecting is that oh it, it really can't happen by the hand of God, God really can't move in this situation more, well, but I'll just go through the motions i'll I'll check the box and say, yeah i didn't, I didn' prayed I didn't ask a prayer warriors to pray pray, but if you're if you're trusting if your expectation is is bound up in the arm of flesh, and it says. That person, it it says that person's heart, you depart from the Lord. You're not believing God. If you don't believe God, you depart from the Lord and you're relying solely on what happens in the three-dimensional world, what man can do for you. The Bible says that person is like a heap in the desert and you, and shall not, see when good comes. So people can pray for you. Good can come and you won't even see it. You won't even recognize it. It is your expectation that shall not be cut off. Even if even if the prayer warriors pray, people break through, there's an open door for you. You won't even go through it. It, It's there available for you, but you won't even see it. You won't even go through it because you're trusting in the arm of flesh. You've departed from Believe in God. And you won't even see what good, what good comes. But there's a, there's a destination for your expectation. And if your expectation is God can't do it, then it's not going to work for you, even if you have a, a, a thousand people praying for you. Do you see this? It is your expectation that shall not be cut off. That's why if things are not going the way they should be going, Lord have mercy, you have to change your expectation. You have to check how are expectations formed? Where are they derived from? Where do they come from? That's what we were talking about when we left off. Hallelujah. The expectations come from what you think about about the thoughts that you accept. the thoughts that you accept. Hallelujah, amen, somebody said you speaking the truth, Reverend Janice, glory to God, hallelujah. Amen. You just make sure that your your expectation is tethered to God's expectation for you. This is a this is a crucial teaching that you ha- we have to get this. We have to get this. The expectations are formed based upon the thoughts that you accept. Because what you ac- accept becomes what you expect. What you accept, you expect. If you accept a marriage proposal, you expect a wedding. Am I right? If you accept a job offer, you expect employment. Get it? Hallelujah. If you expect, if you accept a lunch invitation, you expect to eat, right? Praise God. If, if you accept, if you accepted an invitation to come to this Bible study, you expect to be taught. What you accept, you expect. So it is the thoughts that you accept form your expectations. And I'm going to show you this even from the Bible. If we look at Jeremiah 29:11. Even we see this is even how God operates. God's thoughts form expectations. Hallelujah. Jeremiah 29:11 lets us know. It says, um, "Let me get there real quickly." I know you could probably quote it, You'd probably quote it better than I can. Praise God. But check it out. It says this is God speaking. It says. For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, saith the Lord. So it's not Janice talking. This is, I'm just reading you what the Lord said. Amen. He says, I know the thoughts that I think toward you. Mm-mm-mm. He says, thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you an expected end. And some versions, it says a future and a hope. An expected end. The thoughts of God, hallelujah. the, The thoughts of God are designed to give you an expected end. The thoughts that God accepts. God has accepted thoughts concerning you. Hallelujah. The Bible tells us in Psalm 139, I believe, that the thoughts that he has for us are more than can be numbered. Yeah, I think it's Psalm 139, verses 17 and 18. It tells us the thoughts of God towards you are more than can be numbered. And this is affecting every area of your life. The thoughts of God towards you are so numerous, and every thought is a thought of peace, shalom. This now that doesn't mean. Just being, oh, I'm just at peace, calm. No, that's not what peace means there. That word is shalom. Thoughts of shalom. Shalom includes prosperity. Amen. It includes health. It includes your well-being. It includes that which makes for your greatest good. Hallelujah. You understand? It means favor. So every thought that God has towards you is one of safety, health, deliverance, rescue, well-being. Amen. Every thought. And each thought is designed to give you an expected end. The thoughts form expectations. God's thoughts become god's expectations for you he calls it an expected end are you understanding this so thoughts the thoughts that you accept you expect a thoughts accepted right cause you to expect things you have an expectation based on the thoughts that you have accepted even god has expectations based on the thoughts that he's accepted his thoughts towards you are designed to give you an expected end and he tells us that that expected end is shalom it is not evil he doesn't have a single evil thought towards you so stop saying oh god punishing me god don't like me God's it, it, it that he has not designed one failure for you. He has not designed one evil thought for you. He has no expectation of evil for you. That's Bible, Jeremiah twenty nine eleven, And so thoughts form expectations. Not all thoughts. It can't be all thoughts. You know, it's the thoughts that you give heed to. It's the thoughts that you receive. It's the thoughts that you accept. Are you understanding this? Glory to God. It's the thoughts that you accept that actually form your expectation. And you're, whenever you have, whatever you're expecting, that's what you're going to get. It's that simple. It is. It is a spiritual principle. Just as much as sowing and reaping is a spiritual principle. The fact that there is a destination for every expectation is a spiritual principle. And God tells you the destination of his expectations for you. His expectation for you is shalom, is deliverance, is rescue, is peace, is prosperity, is favor, its good things, it's well-being, glory to God. That's his expectation. Even God's thoughts form expectations. I'm telling you, your thoughts form your expectation, the ones that you receive. Hallelujah. Are you understanding this? Uh huh. God has already planned uh, just a promising future. Excellent, hallelujah for you. And it is all shalom. It is shalom. And the thing about it, he has already outwitted the enemy because the thoughts of shalom and the methods and the manners to, by which Shalom can become your portion are too numerous to number. The Bible says in Psalm 139, 18, if I should count them, they are more in number than, than the sand. When I am awake, I am still with thee. Hallelujah. You want to be still with him. Glory to God. And that word still actually means, oh, to, to repeat it again, to say it again hallelujah you're going to testify by repetition so you want glory to god you want to testify by repetition you want to speak over and over the expectations of god for you you want your expectations to align with god's expectations and every day when you awake hallelujah you want to continue to 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 testify through repetition of the expectations of god for your life you want your Expectations to align with God's expectations for you. And God's expectations for you are nothing but shalom. Are you receiving this today? Y'all getting this? Hallelujah. And see that again, your expectations are formed by what you think about. It's not every thought. It's the thought that you accept. So that lets us know that you actually are in control of your thoughts now. Before you get all crazy with me, I I know, I know that 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 there can be uncontrolled thoughts that enter your mind. The enemy will send. He'll he'll dispatch all kinds of arrows and things and send thoughts to your mind in the hopes because he's also aware of this principle that you will have the the destination of your expectation. Whatever you're expecting is going to show up. He understands that. So. Every thought is not your own. There are some uncontrolled, uninvited thoughts that pop into your head. Matter of fact, right now I'm teaching, right? And there are probably others, people listening right now who are lost in thought. There are people right now, you know who you are, you on your cell phone looking, looking at the, your, your text messages while you're listening. You're moving around doing this. Your thoughts may be elsewhere. So it, you know, there are times when, with there, there can be thoughts that, that come in things that you you don't even control right um a lot of human thoughts arise uninvited and they just invade your consciousness and your mind can wander just like right now somebody's mind may be wandering come on back come on back get centered on this word amen hallelujah but the thing is you don't have to accept every thought you don't have to allow your mind to wander it it is the thoughts that you accept that that form your expectations. You can dismiss thoughts as meaningless, right? You can. The Bible says, according to Second Corinthians chapter ten, the Bible lets us know that you can take thoughts captive, according to Second Corinthians chapter ten, around verses five and six. Bible tells me that we casting down imaginations, things you're thinking about, imagining. And every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Amen. So uh, the Bible lets us know that as more, whether you recognize it or not, you are in control of what you think and you don't have to just accept every invas- invasive thought in your head. You can cast down that imagination. You can say, that's not true. That is, that, that, that I rebuke that. That, that. that is not true. And you replace it with what is true. You replace it with what God says about you. Amen. And you alter that expectation. And it's something that you have to, you have to be aware of. You can be, you know, I'm telling you, especially if there are areas in your life where you definitely need a breakthrough, and you are constantly visited by these thoughts from hell that that want you to believe a lie You you know whatever that is i can remember growing up and oh my goodness thinking that i i just wasn't smart enough i I couldn't you know i couldn't do as well as other people i mean people spoke that into my life you know you had uh teachers telling you well, don't take the hardest courses. It might be too much for you. You start believing that stuff, you know? And I came across the scripture in Second Corinthians that said, um, now or was it 1 Corinthians 2.16? I think it was, where it says, now you have the mind of Christ. Lord, that revelation, it, came, it, it, it just went on. I said, what? Now you have the mind of Christ? Is that right? What? But now you have the mind of Christ? i saw that and said hey wait a minute i have the mind of christ hallelujah amen praise god sister that's right and i remember going to and i was so glad i had that 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 revelation because when i went to college you know i i I would go to the i would go to the 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 stats in the library Praise god and i took that first corinthians 2 16. And said, but we have the mind of Christ. Lord, let that mind be in me as I start to study. I'm telling you, how do you think I graduated with with university honors and double major and all that? It wasn't, you know, because I altered my expectation by believing the truth of the word of God concerning me. It is your expectation that shall not be cut off. It's not what your teachers think. It's not what your boss thinks. It's not this. What's going on in your head? And you have the ability to control what's going on in your head. You don't have to receive all all that other people have said, all those other influences. Uh Uh-uh. What's going on in your head? Because your thoughts are forming your expectations. And you can change your expectation to align with God's expectation for you. And your expectation shall not be cut off. Hallelujah. Somebody says, This is a blessing to me. Praise God. Hallelujah. Yes. Let it liberate you. Let it liberate you today. It is the absolute truth. And just and look again at Jeremiah 29:11 when God says, I know the thoughts that I think towards you. Hallelujah. It says the Lord. It's not Janice, this is the Lord. God's got thoughts concerning you. According to Psalm 139, there are more than can be numbered. Amen. So whenever the enemy comes in with a negative thought, God has more than can be numbered that are contrary to that. And then all he wants you to do is sync up, amen, with his thoughts towards you, which all lead to shalom. They're all designed, hallelujah, to make for your greatest good. Nothing evil has, has God planned for you. All his thoughts towards you and his thoughts form the, the expectation. He expect God expects you to triumph. Now, thanks be unto God, who causes us to triumph in every place. Hallelujah, we triumph in Christ in every place. That because he's got thoughts towards you, every last one leads to shalom, health, security, favor, increase, prosperity, well-being, good things. Hallelujah. That's God's thoughts towards you, but you decide what you accept and the thoughts that you accept form your expectation and your expectation shall not be cut off. It's not the expectation of your mama, of your, of your, your granddaddy and, you know, your aunts, your uncles, your girlfriends. It's that it doesn't, it doesn't matter. Bible says your, it's not even my expectation of you. It's your expectation that shall not be cut off. Are you understanding this? So you can be, if, if we understand, if you appreciate, if you can appreciate that your expectations derive from what you think. And I showed you that Jeremiah 20, 29 11, even God's thoughts form expectations. What you accept, you expect. So if you accept, that you're going to be poor all your life, then you expect not to get a job. You expect it to be hard. You expect things not to go well for you. Whatever you accept, you expect. Glory to God. So that's why it's so important. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, to be aware. Be aware of those imaginations, Those. those negative thoughts, especially in areas where you have had uh, constant challenges, you know, because you may say, well, I can't help what I think. No, it begins with an awareness. See, the Bible says we have to cast down imaginations, but you have to be aware of their existence. So what can you do? You, I would recommend that you even take time to, you know, stand back and objectively observe what you've been, what's been in your head. And then understand it to the extent that it is inconsistent with God's expected end for you, right? Then you start to identify, those thoughts that you will no longer accept. I know what I'm talking about. I know exactly, cause I, I got to the point in my life where I would no longer accept this notion that I could not compete as well as other people, that I was not as smart as other people. I, I mean that thing, you know, I, I, matter, matter of fact, I have older siblings, you know, they, PhDs, my sister went to Harvard Law School and, and you, you got this sense and even I'd go to classes where my older siblings had had the teachers and they were, you know, it was like, oh, well, you, can you possibly hold a, a candle to this one? This one was just so superb. And you know, you can, you can get some kind of, um, mindset where you think, well, maybe I'm not that bright. Maybe I can't. Maybe, you know, my goodness. And I was, I was so blessed when I happened to be in church that one Sunday and I, and the pastor read that scripture and I thought, now you, you have, but, but we have, but you have the mind of Christ. I'm like, oh, wow. Hey, well, you know, God is all knowing. He's omniscient and hallelujah. So if that mind is in me. Guess what? I can know too, you know, hallelujah. It was a major breakthrough. And I no longer accepted any any thought or any word spoken that would suggest that I was somehow infirmed in my mind or I, I couldn't grasp certain concepts. I refused to accept it because the word of God said that I had the mind of Christ. See, that's what I'm saying. So I changed my expectation. And so, you know, I, I, I didn't go into exams wondering if I was going to pass. No, God causes me to triumph. i got this mind of crisis in me. You understand what I'm saying? So that's what we're talking about. It is your expectation that shall not be cut off. So what are you expecting? And if there are areas where you've been challenged, be aware of what they are. Number two, understand what God actually says about you. What are his thoughts towards you? What is his expected end concerning you in that area? And then number three, you know, you identify the thoughts that you will no longer accept. You say, uh-uh, you know, I'm no longer going to accept that I'm I'm not that I'm just evil or I'm mean. Um I'm not I'm no longer going to accept that that I'm just I'm stupid and I, I can't think, I can't do it. I'm no longer going to accept that I'm just a sickly person and anytime any kind of virus comes, I just catch it. I know I will no longer accept it. When you are aware that way when these involuntary thoughts come into your head you can catch them it's out nope because you're aware now amen hallelujah hallelujah is somebody getting this thank you lord and let me i want i want to share something else further there's more to it than that because you you may say well i've heard that a million zillion times I heard this one preach that. That's nothing new. Blah 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 blah. Okay. So what I like to then do is to go to Joshua 1 8. Hallelujah. Because I want to explain further how it is that you can agree with God's expectations for you. He has thoughts. And his thoughts, he's recorded it in his word, right? And he has formed expectations concerning you and how your life is supposed to turn out. So the objective, the key is to ensure that your expectation aligns with God's. That's real living. That's the reality. See, God's expectation for you is reality. There is a place that we are to be. That's like, that's God's expected and it already exists. That's what he had planned and purposed for you from the, before the foundation of the world. It already exists. It is real. Hallelujah. And what we want is, you know, that which is real to manifest in this three dimensional world. We want that which is reality to be your living experience. I hope you're understanding this. And one of the ways we can do that is is provided for us in Joshua 1.8. I know you know you read this before. I know, I know. But look at it. It says, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night that you may observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then... You shall make your way prosperous and then you shall have good success glory to god all right so it's telling us that we need you need we need to meditate in the word day and night hallelujah so we have to do three things according to this scripture my pastor called it the mod squad when at church this past Sunday. We have to meditate, M. We have to observe, O. We have to do, D. Mod, right? Meditate, observe, and do. Day and night. When you meditate, you're reflecting on the word of God. You're taking, you're giving it back. You're mirroring it back. Hallelujah. Cause what you mirror will manifest. Your meditation is when you express a thought or an opinion. See, Your meditation enables you to express a thought. Your meditation enables you to have an opinion. Your meditation is the expression of a thought or an opinion that is based upon reflection. You've reflected on it, on the word of God, and it now forms your thought. You know, I reflected on that scripture that says, now we have the mind of Christ. And I'm thinking, girl, you got this, God got this. God made you bright. You can do this. It's not too hard. God, you have the mind of Christ. I read it. I reflected on it. And I expressed an opinion and a thought based upon that reflection. And that thought formed an expectation. I expected to excel. I expected to succeed. You getting this? And it says meditate on it day and night. So what I'm telling you, on the Bookends of your day, in the morning, hallelujah, and at night, you, you, you must go through this process to, to set your expectation in alignment with God's expectation for you. Because whether you realize it or not, something happens every day that you wake up. Every day that you wake up, you remind yourself of who you are every day. I don't know if you're like me. I I wake up in the morning and sometimes I'll say, you know, oh my goodness. Oh, what day is it? Oh gosh. What day is it? Oh, Thursday. Oh, I got to preach today. I got to, okay. okay. Today, what else have to do today? Um. Oh yeah. I've got this deadline. I've got this to do. Uh, You start to remind yourself of who you are. And every day you have the opportunity to determine how you're going to greet your day. Every day, when you remind yourself of who you are, you are like recalibrating and you are setting expectations because because your thoughts form your expectations. Every morning, you remind yourself of who you are. And what you think forms your expectation. Are you understanding this? So this is why in Joshua 1:8, it tells you to meditate on the book of the law that when you wake up, when you wake up and you remind yourself of who you are, you do it through the word of God through the thoughts that God thinks towards you and align your expectation with God's expectation. Are you understanding this? When you remind yourself of who you are, you say, okay, what day is it? Oh, oh, thank you, Lord God, for a new day. I am a child of the most high God. I am a blessing going somewhere to happen. Something good is gonna happen to me today. Because the Bible says, surely goodness and mercy follow me all the days of my life, including today. Hallelujah. So I am expecting something good today. You know, you just, you, you, you meditate day and night. Hallelujah. Are you understanding this? You reflect on the truth that God has about you. When you wake up and you remind yourself of who you are in accordance with the word of God. Every, every day you do it. Whether you realize it or not. You wake up and you determine, you remind yourself of who you are. You determine who you are. You determine how you're going to greet your day. Every day. And everybody does it. Everybody does it. Amen. And You may, you may wake up and look over and see your spouse, uh, snoring, you know. And you be, and you may think, oh, that's right. That's right. We had that doggone argument yesterday. I'm not speaking to him today. See, you remind yourself. And so you start to collect memories. But what you need to remember, according to Lamentations 323, see, whenever you wake up, hallelujah, there is a new slate of mercies every day new slate of mercies every day. Benefits, loads of benefits. He daily loads you with benefits. When you wrap your head around that, before your feet hit the ground, the Bible is saying in Joshua 1, eight, it says, you want to have good success? You want to prosper in everything? That's what we're talking about. Aligning your expectation. With God's expectation, your expectation shall not be cut off. You will reach the destination of that expectation. You want it to line up with God's. And every morning when you wake up, you have the ability to reset, to set your expectations and align with God's, to partake of the new mercies that God has for you. You do it through meditation. That's why this is not just flowery language. It says meditate day and night. For then you'll make your way prosperous because you're going to obtain the end of your expectation. There is a destination for every expectation. So you meditate and it says you meditate to observe. So when you meditate, it's not just taking a whole series of scriptures and just reading them. Meditate. So that you may observe, meditate to see, to observe. As you meditate, as you reflect on the word, see yourself in it. See yourself in it. Hallelujah. Yes. See yourself in it. I will tell you, we're almost finished, but I did want to give this testimony, this brief testimony. About two Sundays ago, I woke up with this nagging pain in my back, but I thought maybe I didn't sleep right, you know, and I didn't think anything of it. And I went to church Monday, that pain intensified. So, you know, and, and, and I still I thought, oh, my goodness, this thing, it's taken a while for this to go away. What's going on? Tuesday it started it spread. It went from but first it started in my tailbone and then it had spread to my right hip, my whole hip bone, and it was very, very, very painful. This is Tuesday. I I went uh I went to work out with my daughter, and I we couldn't finish the course because I was just in too much pain. And so I started to think, wow this must be what grandma would talk about. Because my grandmother used to say that her hip hurt her like a toothache. And I felt this pain from my back and all in my hip. And showing I felt, it was like as painful as a toothache. And I'm thinking in my head, this must be what grandma was going through. And um, and then I was saying, oh, by the stripes of Jesus, I am healed. And I rebuke that by the stripes of Jesus, I'm healed but i'm thinking this must be what grandma was talking about and then i started thinking about other family members who had had a uh, hip surgery back surgery all i started thinking about my dad who had this condition where the vertebra in his back would started to fuse together and you know he kind of bent over a bit and I, and I'm thinking, oh, this this must be that. That's what, and I'm saying, oh, by the stripes of Jesus, I'm healed. But what I'm thinking is, oh, all these family members had this. Grandma had that. My uh, other family members, my daddy, on and grandma, on and on. And so, Wednesday night, Wednesday night, Thursday morning, the pain was so intense that it. Woke me up out of sleep. I was writhing in pain. And I don't generally take medicines. I took Tylenol. I took more than the recommended dosage of Tylenol because I was in that much pain. I could barely get to my bathroom. It was excruciating. I was like in tears. It was bad. I am not making this up. And so I called myself praying. And I heard the Holy Spirit say this. You keep showing up as the collective memory of the past. Did I not say, remember not the former things, neither consider the things of old. But you keep showing up as the collective memory of the past. See, I'm I'm asking for healing, but I keep showing up with the collective memory of grandma, my dad, of family members who all went through this agony. And it was setting my expectation. Those thoughts were forming expectations that ran counter to God's expectation for me. And I heard the Spirit say, you must show up in the vision of the word that I gave you. I'm telling you. And I had a whole new appreciation and understanding for Joshua 1:8, Because it was not enough to just read the word you meditate in it, but you observe. You meditate in it, so you so you receive it. You accept it so much that you see yourself in it. You meditate, you observe, and you do. And I'm crying, I'm praying, and I that's right. I am the healed of the Lord. I and I rejected all that I had to reject all of that stuff about what's in your family lineage, all that stuff. It was not applicable. Those thoughts, I, I, I rejected them. I was able to hold them captive and get rid of them. And I actually saw, I used to be a cheerleader. I saw myself doing cartwheels. I saw myself dancing. I saw myself jogging, running with no pain. I saw myself saying, I don't, it went, it's gone. It's gone. I have no pain. I, I was that way. It was that kind of prayer. It was prayer, meditation. I saw myself in it and I just started thanking God. Thank you, Lord. I thank you for my deliverance. I I saw it and I started thanking God for that mighty deliverance, the mighty move of God on my life. And God is my judge. I cannot lie to you. That Thursday, it was, it was a Thursday. Two Thursdays ago, I guess, when, when I, you didn't know it here. I, and, I, and I started to, I was just grateful to God. That pain started to ebb, started to leave my body. It got dollar and dollar and dollar and dollar and dollar. And it was gone. Hallelujah. It was gone. That is the absolute truth. It was gone. I was free and it it had not returned. It had and will not return. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, your expectation determines your destination. There's a destination for every expectation. Hallelujah. And you can change your expectation and change your destination. Hallelujah. By the power of God. We're going to continue with this next time. My time is up, but I'm glad. Bless the Lord. You will never look at Joshua 1-8 the same way. You must meditate to observe. You gotta see, see yourself in it. Meditate, observe, and do. Hallelujah. I tell you, see yourself in it. And and it'll enable you to reject those other thoughts. Cause once you, and once you see it, you're so grateful. You talk about dancing in advance. I was so grateful. I said, thank you, Father. Cause I saw his expectation for me. And I agreed with, it. I aligned myself with it. I said, okay, let's go, God. Hallelujah. And it's awesome. It's awesome. I I, I have to close. So I, I would go up. I have to close. So we'll continue next week because there's much more and I have to get, I have to lift up these prayer requests. Hallelujah. We're going to change the expectations concerning all these prayer requests. Amen. It's a paradigm shift. That's right. Yes. Thank you, Reverend Adams. Yes, this is good. Realignment, renewing and refocusing your mind for a paradigm shift to see things from God's perspective through his eyes so powerful i expect what is good from god and his word and observe to do it amen you got it sister glory to god can you join with me people to lift up these prayer requests amen heavenly father we come to you in the awesome name of jesus we thank you for your word we thank you for who you are and we lift up all of these requests and there are those who are looking or listening we have additional requests and they're lifting them before your throne the throne of grace even now i thank you father for the grace to help in time of need so we lift up Donna in jesus mighty name we bless you for the open door hallelujah we only see good coming to her hallelujah in jesus mighty name we thank you for her job situation in jesus name we thank you for making it making it shalom making things well as she takes care of Ruth, her mother, we pray for Ruth. We pray for, hallelujah, her, her physical healing. We pray for sh- her to experience your shalom in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Uh, we see, we see Sister Donna in that new job. We, we see it in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. We see the favor of God upon her in Jesus' mighty name. Praise God. We lift up Uncle Tio, Lord God we come against undue grief in jesus mighty name hallelujah we guys, we see your hand upon him lord god oh we see him whole in jesus mighty name we pray for wholeness and healing of of, of all hurts father in jesus name we pray him into a magnificent future in jesus mighty name we pray for Tam- tamani in, in in the mighty name of jesus Father God, I I, I pray that you heal her heart. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name, we we pray for that entire family as they're moving through. Oh, my goodness. The passing of the matriarch, Lord God. We thank you. We we, we bear them up as Aaron's and herbs. Hallelujah. We say peace be still in Jesus' name. May the shalom of God be their portion in the mighty name of Jesus. We lift up Micah. We lift a Diamond Core Drilling Company. We pray for the prosperity of that company. We pray for the prosperity of Micah. We, we decree and declare he is blessed coming and blessed going. He is blessed in the city, he is blessed in the field. All he puts his hands to prospers and succeeds. We see him, we see him moving forward. We see him going higher. Uh, we bless you, Lord God, in Jesus' mighty name. We lift up Greg, praise God. We come against back issues and headaches. We rebuke them in the name of Jesus. We believe for the healing virtue of Jesus Christ to visit him. Hallelujah. To be his portion. Let me he walk in in divine health in Jesus' name. We lift up the those in Afghanistan. We pray for that nation. We pray for the leadership in Jesus' mighty name. For you are the Lord God who sets one up and puts another down, Lord God. We pray for the peace in Afghanistan. We hallelujah in Jesus mighty name. We pray for a mighty move of God in that place. We pray for the missionaries who are trapped there. We pray for their safety and their security. We pray Father God for the youth, for the young women. We Lord God do a work there in Jesus name. We believe you to move mightily even in Afghanistan. Lord God, we we pray that hallelujah override all the expectations of the people, of the the Taliban, all. Lord God, we pray for the shalom of God to be their portion. We pray for stability in that nation. We pray pray for legitimate, godly leadership to rise up even there. Hallelujah, because we believe something good can come out even of this scenario, we believe something good can come out of it and that's what we believe for in jesus mighty name hallelujah hallelujah we pray for uh willie lloyd for his health in jesus name we pray for healing spiritually emotionally and physically in jesus mighty name we lift up berdella and, and and her children and the father of her children in jesus name we pray father god that you work a work and a wonder we pray for the shalom of god we pray for peace in her mama's house in tanya's house we decree and declare peace within their walls prosperity within their palaces we pray father god for you to turn circumstances around for verdella in jesus mighty name uh, hallelujah! We cut off negative voices. We command them to be muzzled in the name of Jesus. We don't receive them. We don't accept them. I thank you, Father, for her altering her the, her expectation, and that her expectation aligns with yours, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God. We pray for Ephraim, Lord God, concerning his future. Thank you, Father. You said that the expectation of the righteous shall be gladness. We hallelujah! Hallelujah! I pray, Father, that he is placed on track with your expectation for his life. We pray, Father God, for his employment, that will utilize the gifts and talents that you blessed him with, Lord God. And we pray, Father, that he get back on track with the academic objectives that that you've created for him, Lord God, that he completed. You who have begun a good work in him, Lord God. We'll complete it. We'll perform it. And we thank you for it in Jesus' mighty name. We lift up Chelsea, Father God. We thank you that she is the mind of Christ. We thank you that it is well with her. I thank you, Father, that you make every crooked place straight, every rough place smooth. Hallelujah. So move on her behalf, Father God. Favor her, Father, that she gets the classes that she needs in Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. We we cut through all the administrative morass like a hot knife through butter. I thank you, Father God, that you do it in Jesus' mighty, mighty name. We pray for her healing, that it is well with her spiritually, emotionally, and physically. In Jesus' mighty name, hallelujah, that her thoughts align with your thoughts. And so she is not disturbed. She is not disturbed in her stomach and her gastrointestinal gastro-intestinal gastrointestinal region. Hallelujah, we speak healing to her spirit, soul, and body in Jesus' mighty name. We lift up Sister, Sister Tolu's children, Toby, Femi, and others, and uh, as they return to school. We use her as a point of contact, and even that prayer request as a point of contact for all of our children returning to school, Lord God. We thank you that the good hand of God rests upon them. Hallelujah. We thank you that their expectations shall not be cut off. They are in school. They are bright. They are brilliant. They have the mind of Christ. Hallelujah. And that expectation shall materialize, shall materialize, shall be realized. It shall not be cut off. They are the best and the brightest. We thank you, Father, for their safety as they drive, as they come to and fro school in Jesus' mighty name. Yes, compass them about with favor as with a shield. We, come, we cover them, hallelujah, with chariots of fire, with the blood of Jesus even in Jesus' mighty name. We lift up Brian Martin. We lift up Sean. We lift up Heidi Harris. Hallelujah, Father God. We thank you for the healing virtue of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. We thank you that they are healed Spirit soul, and body in Jesus' mighty name. We thank you, Father, that it is well with Brian and Jackie. Oh, thank you, Father God. I, I pray the shalom of God be their living experience in Jesus' mighty name. I, I pray that they expect good things, that they, that their expectation align with yours, that their expectation, hallelujah, of shalom, that they maintain an expectation of shalom, that it gets better. We do not see them down we see them rising up hallelujah in jesus mighty name i thank you father for your healing i thank you father for hearing and for answering prayer you're awesome god and we thank you for it in jesus name amen amen and amen thank you thank you i know i went over time but if this has been a blessing to you thank you i'm glad you received it we're going to continue next week and if you would like to be a blessing to triumph in christ you can do so through, first and foremost, through your prayers. They're powerful. Hallelujah. You can also do so through um, ri- through your giving. And we'll receive your offerings. You can write to Triumph in Christ, P.O. Box 66385, Washington, D.C., 20035. You can also visit the website, jdsministries.org. Click the Donate tab. Finally, you can give using Cash App by... Um, typing in dollar sign, JDS Triumph. Thank you. God bless you. Amen. Okay, I'm going to stop the recording.